what to build, what to build. Oh, come on, Lucy. Wow, you're a builder. You're a maker. You're a... <gasps> I got it! Tool call. Hammer. Hammer. Wrench. Wrench. Drill. Drill. Great job, Kapow. Great job, Kapow. Oh, no, wait, that's me. Great job, Lucy Wow. Oh, brother. Now all we have to do is turn this thing on. Let the show begin. Yo, kid, yo! Welcome back to Pflugerville. It's me, Kapow, beaming into your ears all the way from Lucy Wow's barn. Alongside me today is the co-host with the co-most, Guy Neville. Uh, thanks, Kapow. I'm super excited to be here today. And I'm excited to talk about today's invention. <laughs> basketball! You know, whenever basketball comes up, people start talking about who's the GOAT. MJ or LeBron, Magic or Kobe, and so, before we get into details of how basketball was invented, I want to settle the question. I am the GOAT! Uh, what are you talking about? You're not better at basketball than LeBron James. Who said I was better? I said I was the GOAT! And I am! Kapow! The GOAT is an acronym for the greatest of all time. GOAT! Oh! That makes more sense. In that case, I'm not the goat. Nope. Yet! But I could get better. I better go practice my dunks. Could we do the podcast first? Oh, right! I'll start. The game of basketball was invented by Dr. James Naismith in December 1891 in Springfield, Massachusetts. James was a physical education instructor at YMCA International Training School now known as Springfield College. His boss asked him to create an indoor sports game to help athletes keep in shape during the cold and snowy winter. So James looked around to see what he had to make a game with. What he found was a couple of baskets that were used to carry peaches and a soccer ball. He took these items and got to work. The next day, James took his 18 students into the gym and split them in half, making two teams of nine. He explained that the point of his new game was to throw the soccer ball into the fruit baskets, which he had nailed to the gym balcony. The students started to play, and it was immediately fun. But there was a big problem. Every time a point was scored, the game had to stop so the janitor could bring out a ladder and get the ball out of the basket. But despite the ladder problem, the new game was a success. All it needed was a name. And since it was all about putting a ball in a basket, they called it basketball. Now, back then the rules were pretty different. For one thing, when the ball went out of bounds, the referee tossed it into the court. And the team that first had their hands on the ball got possession. This led to players racing towards the ball and fighting to get it, which led to a lot of injuries. Also back then, there was no dribbling. When a player caught the ball, they had to freeze where they were and shoot or throw it to another player. Thankfully, the rules started changing. And by the time the first public basketball game was played a year later, the bottoms of the fruit baskets were cut out. And a few years later, as the game got more popular, Spalding designed a new ball, a basket. 
basketball. The first professional basketball league was founded in 1898 and had six teams. But the league was abandoned a few years later due to a lack of popularity. So people decided to change the game to make it more interesting to watch. This led to metal hoops, nets, and backboards being introduced. The First World War broke out in 1914 and the US Army started fighting in Europe. And they took basketball with them. Soon, basketball was spreading across Europe and into Asia. World basketball was growing, but it was on June 18, 1932, that a real international organization was formed to coordinate tournaments and teams. That day, Argentina, Czechoslovakia, Greece, Italy, Latvia, Portugal, Romania, and Switzerland founded the International Basketball Federation, or FIBA. FIBA was so successful at making basketball popular that they got it into the Berlin Olympic Games in 1936. That Olympics really put basketball on the map. But just because it was popular in Europe, it was still an American game, and the U.S. team won the gold medal. In 1949, the National Basketball Association, or NBA, was formed with metal hoops, backboards, and new rules like allowing dribbling. This time, American pro basketball was a hit. But it was in the 1960s when, thanks to changes in civil rights, a group of black athletes were allowed to join the NBA that basketball really started to grow. But then the game got stale. Players were spending all of their time hanging out under the hoop and it wasn't very fun to watch. By the 1970s, people stopped tuning into games on TV or going in person. So once again, they decided to change basketball to make it more exciting. The answer was the three-point line. With this new long shot, the game got harder to play and more exciting to watch. And the crowd started coming back, which was a good thing, because two players were about to join the NBA that would change everything. In the early 1980s, Irvin Magic Johnson joined the Los Angeles Lakers and Larry Bird joined the Boston Celtics. They have been described as two of the best players in NBA history. Their amazing ability on the court and charisma off of it created a rivalry that turned basketball into one of the most popular sports in the world. By the mid 80s, everyone was watching the NBA just in time to see a new star enter the league. His name was Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan wasn't just an all-star player. He was a worldwide phenomenon. His shoes, Air Jordans, became part of fashion. And he was even the star of a movie called Space Jam. Then, in 1992, for the first time ever, NBA players were allowed to compete in the Olympics for the USA. Led by MJ, they were called the Dream Team. And they didn't just win the gold medal. They won the hearts of the entire world. Since then, the NBA has enjoyed nothing but success and growth in popularity. It's watched and played all over the globe by roughly 2.2 billion fans, making it the world's third most popular sport after soccer, football, and cricket. Not too bad for a game that started out with nothing but a couple of fruit baskets and a leftover soccer ball on a cold Massachusetts morning. Speaking of fruit and cricket, I'm starving! Sounds like I better get Kapow some lunch. But before we go, if any of you out there have any questions about basketball, Pflugerville, Kapow, or me, Guy Neville, send it to us at gokidgo.com. Whoever you send it to, you might get your question read live on the show. Oh, and one last note. I get a lot of excitement as Lucy Wow's sidekick. Sometimes it overwhelms me and I just, well, you know, faint. But 
Today I got the most exciting news and I, and I, oh, easy kapow, deep breaths, don't faint. I'm on a t-shirt and a hoodie and a sticker and God, I'm famous. The most famous mechanical pygmy goat to ever live. Go to gokidgo.com and check me out. And as always, go kid go. Go kid go. Go Kid Go!